For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Thanks, Tim. Glad to be on. Now, we were just talking with State Rep. Spencer Fry, who pointed out that a lot of the budget work has been ongoing committee work uh, over the past several weeks, even as the legislative session was halted because of concerns about coronavirus. Uh, over there in the Senate, what are you folks looking at and what do you expect? Well, we've been doing the same thing. In fact, I got a call yesterday afternoon from our uh, appropriations chairman wanted to make certain that all of my sort of request in the budget had been met and i'm uh often you know viewed as the guardian of the university of georgia's uh <laughs> budget request and he wanted to make sure that the things that were important to uga and to me were taken care of and they are continuing the process uh just as normal it's a little more difficult because we're having to cut spending back he told me that they were looking to cut 11 percent of the anticipated, uh, you know, previously anticipated revenues to meet the the uh, new economy. You know how much revenue we'll be receiving, and it's painful, but it's doable. And uh, I, I'm an optimist. I think we're going to see a revenue rebound as the year goes on. You know, something occurs to me here. Uh, you mentioned the chair of the Senate Appropriations Committee, and, and honestly, I don't know who it is because it was always Jack Hill, and unfortunately, Senator Hill passed away back in April, the Reedsville Republican. Uh, what does that do? A lot of institutional memory there. What does that do to the process? Yeah, that it, we have a really sharp young senator uh, from Vidalia, Blake Tillery, who's also a UGA grad that has been the vice chair. So he's been in the meetings, in the room, as decisions made. And he is doing a very collaborative approach and, and leaning on the rest of us that have been there for a while and had experience. And it's perhaps a little more of a team approach now. Our subcommittee chairman, and we have like 13 subcommittee chairmen and appropriations overseeing all the different areas of the budget. They are now taking a much more active role. Uh, because they're having to, to to spread the work and to make certain that everybody brings their knowledge and experience to the table. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Senator Cassert, your role as the guardian, as it were, of the University of Georgia appropriations for UGA and the university system as a whole. Uh, they're going to feel the pinch, too. They're going to feel the cuts, too. And probably, like a lot of folks across state government, it, it's difficult to see how we get from here to there, 11 percent in budget cuts without job losses, without layoffs and furloughs. Uh, what can be done, if anything, to mitigate that? Well, I think you just have to prioritize the spending and you have to look at the non-core missions. Uh, you know, education is the core mission. And I think you focus your resources there uh, and then you see what of the other areas you can cut back on somewhat, especially with the mindset that it might only be temporary. Uh, I really believe that. I think as the economy reopens, uh, the revenues will come back. Revenues just taxes, and it's income taxes. People get back to work, sales taxes. They begin spending again, and, and it is appearing to be a pretty fast recovery. What we definitely need to avoid against, in my view, is another shutdown. We have to learn to live with this virus. Uh, We've got to social distance. We have to wear the mask. We have to wash our hands because it, it's not 
just automatically going to go away. We have slowed the advance. Uh, we've learned how to mitigate it, and we're just going to have to live in this world until we get a vaccine. Uh, State Senator Bill Cousert with us here another few minutes on this uh, day in which the legislative session resumed, shut down back in the middle of March because of concerns about coronavirus. And back at it with, as we say, the budget, the first priority. The one thing you always have to do is is balance and pass a budget and get a governor who will sign a budget. And all that has to be done. The clock is ticking now. The new fiscal year that starts uh, the 1st of July this year, ending at the end of June. So you're on the clock and it begs the question, how much time might there be for other issues? There are, and we were just talking with State Rep Spencer Fry about this, uh, concerns about hate crimes legislation. The House had passed a version, was working on a version that was headed over toward the Senate. Is there time if you're inclined? And I, I, I don't know where you might be on that, but if you if you are so inclined, is there time to get it done? It's going to be very tight because we're just basically going to have one week of committee meetings this week, another couple of days uh, on the floor next week, and our sort of internal procedures require bills to get out of committee um, and then go to rules committee and then go to the floor. And so it's a lengthy process. By my calculations, most committees will only have two or perhaps three meetings. So it's going to be difficult to very thoroughly vet any issues. We will de- definitely prioritize only issues that are sort of must-haves uh, will have time to be passed in the remaining 11 days. Where are you on the issue? Should there be, should Georgia have a hate crime statute? And if so, what should it say? I think that we should. I think that there's a definite public outcry for it. I think uh, there's a need, uh, as in everything, the devil's in the details. I'm not particularly impressed with the House version that came over. It's a uh, nothing but a mandatory minimum sentencing bill, which uh, the very communities that we're trying to protect against intimidation and bias and prejudice in this bill uh, have problems with mandatory minimums, uh, given the incarceration rates of African-Americans today, uh, largely because of mandatory minimum sentencing. I think it should be a separate offense. if uh, a crime of, of bias or prejudice that's intended to intimidate Uh, and terrorize and harass a population. Uh, We need to address that. I'd like to see it be a separate criminal offense, and I'd like to make sure it uh, complies with all the constitutional requirements. Uh, Nobody mentions that Georgia did have a hate crimes law in the past, and it was deemed to be unconstitutional because it didn't protect all the constitutional rights of the defendants and was too ambiguous Uh, We have to make sure we get it right if we're going to do it so that it's constitutional and enforceable. And I I think we're going to give it a a good effort to do so. I hope we're able to in this very limited session. And if not, I hope we take the time and deliberation that it needs to, to get it right and do something that Georgia will be proud of. You know, finally, I'll let you go on this one uh, quickly, Senator Cassard. I'm, I'm suddenly remembering a story that I heard you tell, and you've given me a story to tell for the rest of my life. I bring this up not to relitigate the issue itself, but just to point to the, the, the nature of the job that you hold as a state senator, you and anybody else who's in the legislature. You remember four or five years ago, the, the fierce debate over the campus carry legislation, which ultimately passed, and, and yeah. to this moment we've had no real issues as a result. But I remember you telling this story that in trying to get a sense of where your constituents were. You just went to your emails. You just went to your inbox and you had, I don't know, staffer count. How many people yeah. want this bill? How many people don't want this bill? And how many hundreds of emails you had, it was exactly even, exactly 50-50. That's correct. 
correct, yeah. What do you learn from that? Is it, how does that guide your approach in dealing with, with any issue that you take up? Well, you know, I've always tried to vote my conscience, but I think it's part of the job to get input from your constituents and from different viewpoints. And I don't feel that I'm compelled to vote that will have the majority of my emails vote. I mean, I've been elected to stand there in the room where you hear all the evidence, the thoroughly uh, testimony, to thoroughly review and analyze and consider the different implications of any bill and do what I think is right. And sometimes the public doesn't agree with you up front, and later they come around and say, wow, I'm glad he spent the time to consider that thoroughly because we got it right, you know, or, or vice versa. In this case, I've reached out to many of my African-American friends and other elected officials and asked their input. Uh, and the LBGQ, uh, however many other letters on that acronym now, community, to find out uh, you know, what are the viewpoints? What What is it like in real life for people that are uh, victims of discrimination? And that is not an image that our state needs. That's not the way we should live. But, you know, I do live in, in the world of, you know, white Anglo-Saxon male uh, getting older by the day, Tim, mm-hmm. as you know. Yeah. And I need some of the newer perspectives, and it's vastly different what some of the younger generation believes and what they think and their attitudes than, than what I've grown up with. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that I've grown up in a racially discriminatory society. I have experienced integration during my lifetime, and I have seen uh, tremendous changes. Senator Council uh, also see with continued problems, and let's all get together and deal with them constructively. Now, Senator Council, we got to leave it there up against it, and I know you are too. Thanks for your time this morning. Absolutely, always my pleasure.